You're listening to Free Indeed Radio, the podcast from Free Indeed Ministries. Today on Free Indeed Radio. People are always afraid that when, you know, when I talk to them, well, what if I fail? Well, what if you do? Well, did God lead me to failure? No. He led you to learning. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon and John. <clears throat> All right. Hello, welcome back to free... <clears throat> Puberty. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Puberty. Brandon speaking. <laughs> welcome back to Free Indeed Radio. I'm Brandon. And I'm John. So, what do we have going today? Well, today, Brandon, I think... We should talk about uh, God's will and how so many Christians don't know how to follow it. Okay, so like, what what brought that up? Well, I've been talking to a lot of people lately about how they want to do more for the Lord, how they want to improve their Christian walk, and mm-hmm. um, this kind of thing. And they they have told me, well, they think it's God's will for them to do one thing. But they want to see something else happen or they've perceived something that they want to do just because it's something that would make them happy or or feel like they've accomplished something. And then they try to tag uh, the magic words of God's will to it and just absolutely end up paralyzed. And in some cases, it's it's parents doing it to their children. And we'll talk about an example of that, of course. Mm -hmm. And but how I think the uh, so many uh, people who profess to know the Lord uh, take that and, and use it sort of against themselves, you okay. know? Um, and I know that when I was searching for God's will, you know, it was much easier for me to tell myself, oh, this is what God said to me, so I must be able to go and do it, uh, than it was to actually wait and sort of see some pattern or some pathway built by God so that I would really be going toward it. And not that we can't uh, take a step and say, well, I, I I believe this is what God would have me do, so I'm going to move forward toward it. Um, we can do that. In fact, we're supposed to. Uh, but to be paralyzed from doing anything or to seek out so many uh, opinions mm-hmm. and... Watch, you know, enough Christian television to try to manufacture it and then become completely frustrated because all you're left with is God's a failure. Mm. So that's kind of what I I thought we could talk about and maybe share some of the things that we've seen and heard, maybe even in our own lives, uh, and let people know they're not alone because that's the world's busy. And, you know, if you believe this is the time towards the end, well, it's going faster and getting crazier. And people are are becoming uh, weary and afraid, and they shouldn't. This is the time to to get involved, to get the word out, and to go with God's will. Um, So, anyway, what do you think? Um, Or what have you heard? (laughs) Well, that word frustrated... Really, like, it it really, it really sticks out because that's a word I've been hearing just kind of in my daily life um, over and over and over again. And um, 
it's so easy to to just become frustrated to to the point of just frothing at the mouth because what you're doing or what you're thinking or what you're saying isn't working and then we all have our 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 different mindsets of what it means for something to work in relation to god right um you know like and this might be kind of a rabbit hole but <laughs> um you know, I was listening to the radio this morning and I heard something interesting that I, I hadn't really thought of before. And that is it was somebody, and they, they were saying that you can't apply wisdom God gives you in your own strength. Okay. Like, um, you can't, when God gives you something, you don't have the strength to put it into play. You still have to count on him to empower you to to do it right you know and like that was that was an interesting uh notion to think about because you know we think that something shows up or god's will becomes uh visible and then we just think oh okay well i'll just do that and like i i hadn't thought of uh, God's will or God's wisdom in terms of I still don't have the ability to implement it um, in my own strength. It still has to be God that that does it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know, what do you think about that? No, I think that's perfect. In fact, we've been talking a, a lot over the last uh, month about that. This is where the scriptures about keeping your eyes on things you can't see comes in because now you are realizing that you need that continued um, power of God. You need his direction. You know, he gives you the wisdom or the thought. That's great. So it starts you on a path. Well, that opens the door. You take a step. Now what happens? Well, if you don't have what it takes to make the rest of the path be laid for you, then you're going to quit or you're going to give up or think that you're a failure and that God doesn't like you or something. Mm-hmm. And that happens quite often. And that's where Jesus is saying, hey, just keep your eyes on me. What you can't see is what you're headed for. So keep heading for it. Today is only part of what you're coming to. And you can't have what's coming to you tomorrow today because you're not ready for it. Or in a mm-hmm. year, you know what I mean? So I think that's very common. Uh, for us to do that and it's good wisdom that's that's just a great uh cleanup line you know you don't have the power to do it on your own when god gives you uh, what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. we need him to get us there right well and just you know learning that more and more with uh just my daily life you know sure um and uh I was watching this this show called um, Trophy Kids, and for those of you who don't know, uh, it's it's this show. I don't know if it's just on Netflix or if it's on TV. I saw. I think it on, it's a it, it's a network show, but like okay, Lifetime or one of those. Yeah, I saw it on I saw it on Netflix, mm. and um, it's this show where um, you know. It's just like it sounds. The, these parents are 
essentially using their children to live their own dreams vicariously through them. And uh, there was this Christian, self-proclaimed Christian woman, you know, um, um, and she said concerning her her twins, she was like, ever since they were they were young, you know, they just had this tremendous ability, you know, uh, with with a ball or anything they did. It was they had amazing hand-eye coordination, and and so I just decided that if it was God's will that. Um, that uh, I could help them to realize their dream. Wow. And like, she's like, I'm a, a, a really good athlete. My husband is a really good athlete. And, um, you know, it's, it, it was, it was just weird because she was like intentionally creating this, this identity for her kid. It was so weird watching her coach her kids. Mm-hmm. Cause she'd just be like, feel the, the movement, the, the ground beneath your feet. This is who you are. Believe who you are. You know, like, wow, that's just creepy as if like, you know, but forcing an identity of athlete onto her children. What was the sport you said? Tennis. Tennis. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but like, you know, she, she's putting her kids through this regimen of, you know, like intensive training and, Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And like, and I'll bet her opinion was they love it. Mm -hmm. They just can't play enough tennis. They love to wake up and go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah. The typical, uh, I mean, she's not a horse with blinders. She is a blinded horse that's just walking off the edge of the cliff. But, like, it was just so odd um, because as she was explaining her, her rationale for, you know, well, it, I just don't want to wake up one day and realize that I have been doing this all for myself, you know. Hmm. That's a tell, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it was <laughs> she had because she knows she is. Yeah, that's that was like her constant struggle is like, am I doing this for myself? You know, mm-hmm. and it, it was just so dissonant. Mm-hmm. You know, be, I don't know, I because I wanted like like seeing that. Is see, seeing that struggle, it's like I want I wanted her to be right. I wanted her to be right and saying, you know, saying like that she isn't doing this for her children and mm-hmm. that she is doing everything that she could to to um you know encourage her kids to play something that they actually do like to do. And that, you know, but like she kept on putting God's will. God's will, God's will, God's will. Especially mm-hmm. at the especially at the um at the games and the tournaments themselves. Well, if it's God's will, then they'll go somewhere. If it's God's will, they'll win. If it's God's will, they'll succeed. Wow. And just like, it, it doesn't make sense to apply God's will to sports. You know, like, not I mean, in, not in the context. I, I know what you're saying. Not in the context of, of the win or the loss. Right. Because, um, wow, what a disaster. We need to pray for her because she is, um, she makes a horrible uh, God. 
And that's what she is trying to be, little G, uh, to these kids. Explain that. Well, she is, as you have been telling her story, um, trying to make sure she does it right. And I'm not opposed to parents helping their kids. I mean, that's how they become great athletes and all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Right. But I know that show. And that show is about people who have gone way too far. I mean, all you want to do is reach to the TV uh, or or call 911 to help the kid because those Mm -hmm. parents need to be taken away. Not the kids. The parents need to be taken away. Um, But when we become our own gods or gods to our people that are in our circle of influence, then we begin to do everything for ourselves. You You are standing in the depths of pride and arrogance self-righteousness um and god has plenty of warnings throughout his word about how he feels about that when you take the idol which started as a gift from god you turn it into an idol and you put that in front of god you then create your own set of problems because god's not going to bless your idol worship Mm -hmm. you know so it is all about you at that point. It is all about uh, throwing if it's God's will. Uh, somehow uh, that terminology just got so popular in our culture and people use it as their, their power weapon, you know. And really it's a, it's a demeaning, defeatist way of thinking. Well, I remember being at Bible college and um, like – getting getting these uh prayer requests and we'd all gather together in a room and you know like pray over the the prayer requests and stuff like that and every other person be like if it's your will let this person be healed if it's your will let them let them get enough money to stay if it's your will this if it's your will that and it's just like why do we do that why why do we why do we feel it's necessary to tag everything um that has to do with a desire or has to do with um uh, a direction with if it's your will and like just kind of thinking about it it's like we're almost afraid to get or or to ask too much of god right so we have to to leave it up you know oh you know but if it's your will so if you if you feel like it could you could you just do this? It's almost yeah. passive. It is very passive. Like I said, it's defeatist, and I think that that scripture that there that we hear all the time that he answers if you pray according to his will, he answers from his riches in heaven. That got perverted into saying if it's your will. In other words, his will, the way what he's talking about, the way I see that is his will is that you pray correctly. He also says later in the the word also says you have not because you ask not. And when you do, it's for your own self. His will in your prayer as you come to him is that you would ask without selfishness. That doesn't mean asking him, can you, if it's your will, like you're saying, can you imagine going to your, your parent or your teacher and saying, could I have a cookie if it's your will? Will you bestow upon me a cookie? What? <laughs> really? Mom, if it's your will, can I have breakfast? Dad, if it's your will, can I have a ride? 
If that, it's your will, may I go over to my friend's house after school? <laughs> yeah, created me a new life, Dad, if it's your will. Really? I mean, th- but this, we have to point it out as the most ridiculous because that's how ridiculous we think of our God. This is a creator God, not this fool in the sky. And that's what terms like that do. They change God from the most powerful, only power in all of creation to nothingness. Mm-hmm. It's like what we've talked about before with um, those are the kind of people who say, well, everything happens for a reason. Well, yeah, I guess in your little dead world. How about God puts reason to everything that happens? And so now you can walk in the truth of what the Bible says about him bringing all good things together for your good, doing well for you. Mm-hmm. That's God putting things to reason. That's God's will for you, that all things would be in reason. Your steps are ordered, and his will is that you walk in those ordered steps, not, well, I know you have a path, and if it's your will, maybe you could drag me by the feet down it. You know, that's what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And to ask him for it, he says, come boldly before him in the throne room, meaning don't have fear, because the grace that Jesus gave to us, covered in his blood, allows the Father to absolutely put us before him in his throne room. Right. Well, <clears throat> and like, to put it... If it's God's will. If it's God's will. Um <laughs> And I, I guess to put that like back into into practical terms, like you, you were you said you were talking about people who were searching all over for yeah. for um and people like always speaking a word over over this person. Yeah. Or uh, always you know, watching T V and Hey, somebody said something and for forty nine ninety five I can get God's answer. Mm-hmm. And um ours is free. <laughs> yeah sorry Brian. and like obviously you know that's not how um that's not how god's will works you know um some somebody said to me or maybe i heard it somewhere is like if if god's will is always coming from the outside if if people if somebody is always having to uh t- you know point god's will out for you then um, I would wonder who you're actually listening to because God's voice, you know, the Holy Spirit dwells within us and he does speak to us directly internally, you know. Right. Not to say that he doesn't use things outside of us to, Absolutely. to, to confirm or something like that. But, um, you know, I've, I've heard from, from lots of people on, on the whole, uh, finding God's will thing, you know, when, when you're constantly searching or talking to a ton of people about, you know, something, looking looking for an answer to something, you're probably looking for your own answer. That's you, well you, put. You're not really trying to find that one that will say what you. Yeah, like you have you an answer to... in in mind. Yeah, and you want somebody to just agree with you so that you can go do it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, even when you do find that answer, it's still not good enough. Right. In your mind, and so will you go and do it, and 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 let me stop you there. Why is it not good enough? Well, because that's the answer you already had, and you're out seeking your own answer. You wouldn't be seeking beyond what you already know if it was, if you considered it good enough. Go ahead. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'd throw that in. Well, I mean, 
yeah no exactly um and you know there's the you know people will say well like there's wisdom and abundance of counselors and yeah that's true but like that's that's talking about practical wisdom right for like hey do you think that this this uh choice or this 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 action is is wise um you know um not that's not talking about god's will or finding god's will that's talking about practical um hey i'm thinking about selling my house and i've talked to about 10 people who i know and eight of them say that it's a bad idea because we're in a bad market right now so maybe i won't do that right you know there's nothing but not seeking a hundred people and then just being totally lost right you know um because I, I think that there's also the the aspect of um, asking people, asking the Christ in people mm-hmm. um, for, for, for truth is different than asking the, uh, the person of the person to confirm what I want. If that makes something, make, make sense. Help me with the person of the person. Um, you're not really wanting to know what the Christ in that person has oh, to Oh, I say. gotcha. Yeah, you're not really seeking that spiritual advice, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's difficult because I, you know, I've been there. Sure, well, I know we all have. <laughs> you do. <clears throat> I've been there uh, looking for answers for something like, <clears throat> let's see. You know, like I've I've been in bad relationships before and i would just ask people for answers to so that they could tell me what i could do to make this bad relationship work or to make it right yeah you know um you know it's questions like that usually have to do with um what do i do to make god work for me Right. What, what do I do to um, to to be good enough so that I don't make the wrong decision? It, it stems back from probably from insecurity, right? You know, like not not being secure in the fact that I actually can hear God's voice, or um, and be, then do the right thing or do what mm-hmm. God wants you to do, right? To, yeah, for because, your best good. Because there's just so much going on in in the mind and there seems to be so many options and like people who want to do the right thing have the hardest time making decisions because Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's really easy to get paralyzed by the fear of doing the wrong thing right you know like i i am one of those people who i want to do the right thing and when i feel and i'm very i'm very in the now i'm not much of a planner and so, like, when when I don't feel right or when I don't think I'm thinking right or don't have the right answer to move forward or understand what God's will is for me, blah, 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 right. then I get paralyzed. Sure. I, I, and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to touch anything because I I don't know what to do to be right when when the truth about it is is that 
we're always right to God. Mm-hmm. And he uses even what we perceive to be as mistakes or wrong choices yeah, to lead us to what we wanted in the first place. And that's hard. That's hard to to swallow, to, it is. to think that, okay, I move forward. And even if I move forward, God is going to, you know, th- this thing that I want could be not what I truly want. And God's going to lead me to it, you know, like, lead me to what I actually want. You know, that's, that's hard. And the idea that he's going to lead us... Um, but he's going to lead us to what's best for us, not just to what's good for us, but what's best for us that will make us uh, happy and, and give us what we need. People are always afraid that when, you know, when I talk to them, well, what if I fail? Well, what if you do? Well, did God lead me to failure? No, he led you to learning. There was something in all of that that he said you needed to understand. And it's not about how things, in your opinion, concluded, because God's not a failure, and neither are his plans for you, and neither are you, just because you perceive that the plan failed. Because God, in his wisdom, knows everything that was put in that path to bring you to a place for your betterment. Now, if you go off and do your own thing, and you decide, well, I'm pretty sure this is what I want to do and I'm just going to go make it happen and you spend all your money and your time into something and then it just it just never seems to go anywhere it's probably a good chance you weren't paying attention because God would not want you to do that. Mm-hmm. He, he I mean he doesn't set us up for that. But he is ordered. His steps are ordered, your steps are ordered, your path, your life is is in order and he wants you to to gain it. When we um start putting our dynamics and our thoughts and our plans and everything in place and then we turn those over to God and say Lord this is your will for me let me show you how I'm going to do it that's when we get in trouble and it's very subtle you know we don't not everybody does that so openly I mean look at ministries or, or businesses you go how did they ever get there how did some of these super preachers or whatever that were so wonderful falls so hard well we only see what we see in public but behind the scenes and in their hearts something's going on they have put themselves in the place of god and they have put their steps and their plan in the place of his order and that's how we get off the trail but here's the beauty of god one, if, if, if w- that's when he sends people to speak into our lives and to speak over you and say hey God just, I just feel like you, I need to tell you, you're swinging out on the end of the limb and you're going to fall. I don't know what that means, but I saw a broken branch and that's up for, to you to take back in your spirit, to test the spirit, to go to God and say, is that true? Is there something I'm doing? And allow Holy Spirit to say, you're doing it your way, not mine. And to humble yourself before God who knows what's best. To think that God was, Leading that person to a failure is foolishness. Had they listened five years before the fall, (laughs) they would have never headed to that cliff. You know, there's always a way to not fail with God 
in that sense. Well, and I also think that failure in and of itself, um, we, we have a very, um, we have a troubled view of what failure is Mm -hmm. because even something falling apart doesn't necessarily constitute a failure. Right. Um, you know, it's something not happening. Not not coming to fruition, right? Because I mean, free indeed could fall apart tomorrow, and you know, I I dare to say that God would show us how it was not a failure. Absolutely, you know. Um. So so something falling apart, something tragic happening, or uh, your business collapsing, or your bank account being empty, or you know, whatever kind of circumstance that resulted from something doesn't necessarily constitute that you failed God or, sure. or that, um, you weren't good enough or you weren't listening right or, and, you know, things like that. You very well could have been just listening, right? And, um, somebody needed to hear something that you had to say or, you know, God God takes away, but he always takes away um, or breaks down to build something better. Right. To build something that is necessary for whatever situation we're in. And isn't that then God's will for your life? Right. Finding God's will for your life doesn't mean um, looking for the the next step to take or a... Or, or, uh, you know, trying, trying to conjure some sort of an answer for a problem or anything like that. It's just looking at your circumstance and taking a step and allowing God to direct your path. Um, I heard it, I heard it explained to me, uh, this way. Um, A boat is, you know, a boat floats, right? A boat floats and it, sorry, hang on. Sorry, that's my fault. I didn't mean to distract you there. A boat can't move forward. It can't sail unless it's moving forward. The rudder steers it. Mm -hmm. The wind powers it. And, but it it can't go anywhere and on the water unless it's moving forward. So like um, I just was talking with somebody uh, last night, and and we were talking about you know like oh I just don't think that this is what I want to do or mm-hmm. you know maybe it's not God's will or you know something like that and. And and it's like, well, did you did you try? Like, we have we have an expectation of what finding God's will feels like or looks like, you know, like the heavens open up and yeah, or like the voice comes out, a pigeon drops a <laughs> a ball that has a message tied to it that says "Go to California" or. Or the pigeon drops and it spells something in his droppings. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. You know, the the toast is burnt 
in a pattern that looks like the Virgin Mary. So, oh my, that so is, every Catholic is, from counties around well? comes down and worships your toast. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely toast at that point. <laughs> we love Catholics. We do. And toast. And to- I love toast. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking looking for God's will is just working with what's in front of you. And even if it if you don't see what you think is supposed to happen, move towards it. That's right. Like I might my girlfriend lives in California. I I love Kaylee and I want to be with her. Um and just just say for the sake of hypothesis, I'm wanting to move to California. Um you know, maybe it's God's will that that I should should go to California, and so like, okay, God, well, I'd, you, you, I'd pray about it for sure. Like, hey, right. God, what do you what do you think about this? And you know, if I'm like like really, it's it's as, as simple as this. If I'm sensing a go ahead, or even if I'm in a stalemate, I could start looking for places. In California, I could start right. looking for jobs and, you know, uh, if I get, get a job or something, like ask specific for specific things like, okay, God, I, Lord, right. I want this kind of job. I want it to pay this much and I'd like to live in this area of town. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll start looking for that. Right. And if, you know, not not just counting on somebody to knock at your door saying, "Hey, I'm I'm taking a road trip to California. Do you want to come?" Right. Um. You know, it got. But asking taking that specific, step, asking specific questions will give specific answers. Right. You know. And then, what if it doesn't come about? You know that, what and where you're going with this, and and I would totally agree. In fact, I do. Take those steps. Make those prayers known to God, and now let Him direct what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Because maybe what's best for you is not to be there, to not have that kind of a job. Maybe it's best for you to be there but live in a different town with a different job, whatever it is. But if you don't ever start toward it in faith, believing that God will direct you, then you'll never know if it was ever God's will. And you don't have to lay it at the feet of chance, which is if it's your will, let it be done, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. like we said, burn toast in the right way. And even like, you know, that whole term asking in faith, like I need to make sure I'm asking in faith as if like that is some sort of, you know, uh, magic term right. to, you know, <clears throat> I must not have been asking in faith. Right. Even though the Bible says to do that, when it doesn't come about, people who are confused about what God's will is and how to receive it or to walk in it will then turn that back to you to, like you just said, use it kind of against them. Well, I must not have had enough faith. Or other people will actually tell them, well, you must not have had enough faith or you had sin in your life. You know, it's like, really? You know, I'm just... um, I'm befuddled by that because the the power of the cross is just so not there. Mm-hmm. What Jesus did, why he created us, does not exist in all of that defeatist tongue. Well, and the the power of the cross in that 
it's 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 so important for us to be reminded of the cross every day yeah and and just um really the the freedom that we have to move and to be who we are as we are as we please because that pleases god you know you know what i mean by that well not the as we please tell them what that means um so they don't get the idea that we're trying to say just go be your own little self and god's gonna approve it because that's not what you're saying i know that well christ loves who we are mm-hmm. we, yeah like the the us of us mm-hmm. even our our bad habits our our, ten, our tendencies to screw up our failures he loves us through that and for that right he died for that yeah um because that gives him opportunity to be strong in our weakness yeah and he loves to be there for us he loves to strengthen us through our troubles just like how we love to be there for somebody who we love right christ loves to be there for us um he enjoys that space right and um so just just being Good. just being who you are and enjoying who you are and trusting that the decisions that you make day to day are sanctioned by him they're preordained they're they're okay mm-hmm. you are okay to make your own decisions because you're in Christ is uh super important and the other part of that is as you're doing that holy spirit will guide you you'll know inside of your heart, in your soul, whether or not this is a good thing for you to be doing. Like if somebody were to take this statement and say, well, I can just go do anything I want then and it's okay, that's not what you said. No, it's not. You said make decisions and trust God. That means that God is speaking into your life and this is how you find his will. If it's put on your heart, like you were saying, if it's if you think that it's a good idea, if you come up with this idea overnight or something, or it's been burning inside you for years, whatever, however you put it, if you take steps toward it and just say, Lord, this is what I want to do, help me to understand what that really means, what it looks like, he's going to do that. But let's not take it and shop it for ideas to make it happen so that it's everybody else's. That's not what God has for you. There will be people you'll come in contact with, obviously, just like us. You know, we had to know people to know people. But God gave us a message and a, a direction, and we had a plan. We had a direction. And God said, okay, get going, guys. And as soon as we did, he what did he do? He started to direct it in the best way that would serve him and give us the most enjoyment out of it that there could possibly be. Uh, one thing I want to touch on really quick because we're running out of time um, is God's promise. God promised me that mm. I would have this or I Very would be good. this or, mm-hmm. you know. So let's let's talk about the promises of God as it relates to, quote unquote, finding his will. Um, because I know that we've had prophetic words spoken over us very very few very few um very few (laughs) i don't go searching for them right um and so uh just just touch on that well his promises uh i believe that 
those are pretty solemn things, you know, within within yourself. Finding his will and a promise, I think, are two. They have their own exclusivity uh, in your life. It doesn't mean that uh, one is without the other, but definitely God's promises. Boy, we just put, I, I just hear people say, well, he promised me, like someone's getting a divorce. Well, he promised me this was going to be restored and she's going to come back, you know, like in the case of the guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's great. Did he promise her that? And of course, they never have that answer. Well, I don't know, but he promised me. Well, is that really God's promise or your wish? You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't know that God makes um, a lot of promises. Like, I promise to do this for you, which means it's a future thing that, uh, or even a today thing, I suppose, that will never ever fail. And He's got to keep adding to what He already did. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I have actually been thinking about this as I've been talking to people about finding God's will because that's the word that they use. Well, he promised. Well, really, did you check that against the word? Because in the word, all that we would ever need to survive as a human for these short few years on this planet are laid out in the in the word. Mm-hmm. Why does he have to, have to add promises and promises and promises to you? Mm-hmm. And then you're always in failure mode because... We hear it preached all the time. No offense to the preachers out there necessarily, but you hear it, hear people say, well, I've got a stack of unfulfilled promises. Well, if that's true, then you're calling God a liar because if God doesn't break a promise, why do you have a stack of unfulfilled promises? Or do you have a stack of unfulfilled ideas that you never finished? Or that God did not lead you into because it would be bad for you. Right. And you do not count it all joy. You're not looking through your little stack of promises or your huge stack of promises and saying, Lord, thank you that you kept me from that. Thank you that I never went that way. Thank you that you brought me to something better. Oh, here's one. I called this a promise. You called it your will. And now I live in it. You mm-hmm. see, I think we get Christianese on so much of this. Mm-hmm. And we just make a mess out of it. The um, there's one instance where I am absolutely sure that God made a promise to somebody, and this is like the only the only instance. Um, and I'm not saying he doesn't, you, right, you know that, right, but right. to no, okay. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, okay. I, I get what you're saying. Um, my mom told me this story recently, a couple months ago, and we were talking. And and we were, I I had just been born. My older brother Richie was ten. Richard, sorry if you're listening. <laughs> he hates being called Richie. Um. And uh, mom was alone. I think Richard was at school, and she just had me. Uh, she just had me in the house. I think is what she said. And um, he's holding me, and she's just stressed and upset and uh, depressed and just in so much fear about being taken care of. And and she, she said, she said, I, I was crying, and I just said, who is going to take care of my children? And she heard a male, deep voice say, I will take care of them. And like, 
and then just peace rested in her on her through her and everything and like that is an example like that's that's the most concrete example i can i can ever think of of god making a promise to somebody it's it's in line with the word it brings peace well and it's a, it's an assurance too yeah because in his word he said he would take care of us you know no matter who we are or the parents mm-hmm. there is a plan for every one of us and sadly uh, many don't find that mm-hmm. but it's also an assurance to to your mom so that her heart would be still if you will and you know like i just i just think about in people who um but let me let me interrupt you real quick go ahead. because i'm seeing this as an assurance to your mom but the promise that you're describing which i am right with you it was really on you and it, rich yeah yeah and and and, and richard mm-hmm. not on her he relieved her by giving her an assurance that her children would be taken care of by him mm-hmm. and that rested upon you like the you know which is exactly what the cross of jesus does that promise of your hope and your care but he had to tell her he needed to to let her know so that she could hear it mm-hmm. and it could be spoken over you a blessing of a promise and look at you now <laughs> you know he kept his promise. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, um, and uh, just what we were talking about with um, people, you know, saying God promised me this or God God promised me that. He promised me that I would be a successful business person or I had a prophetic word spoken over me that saying that I would be running a successful business like that that stuff is and can be very legit. I believe that God does speak to people that way. You know, um, right. But be be wary. You know, because th- those types of things I've always, you know, in my experience of talking with people and their experience with experiencing the promises of God and and uh and um hearing them is they weren't necessarily looking for it. Right. You know, or or if they were, it it was something completely different, or something really uncomfortable, or or scary, or you know, like uh, we have a friend who started a, a boutique, um, but like didn't seek to start it. It was it was literally like you're going to run a business and you're going to glorify me in it that was spoken over over her and her and her husband and um then people started showing up with office space or you know and then and then then she started pursuing you know that idea you know so like yeah god brought to her what he said he was going to do and you're right when we go out uh, i think uh and just try to make make everybody's word be our word, you know, mm-hmm. as if it's God's, like you said, promise and prophetic or not prophetic necessarily, but 
Well, yeah. Uh, and his will. Mm-hmm. So what should somebody... Hang on, fix the microphone. What should somebody do who could possibly be in a spot of... I don't know what God's will is in my life. There's like a thousand options or even just like a handful of options. I've talked to so many people. I'm confused. What do I do? Well, my first suggestion is stop talking to people and start trusting God. And now that sounds really simple, doesn't it? But what's probably happened, and what I've seen happens with folks more often than not, when they get into that place, they are, they, as we say, it's paralysis by analysis. I keep looking for more and more options instead of listening to the very first thing that was told to me. Holy Spirit gave you something in your heart to do. Now go do it. Now step toward it. Now ask God to send you what you need. Not that you have to ask him for that part because he's already done it if he's told you to go do it. Everything is there. You just have to walk through your life each day and get there. But stop thinking that you have to have the whole picture figured out. That's a really paralyzing thing. People have to get it all laid out in their head, get all the blueprints right, and then God has to submit to them. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you're in that place, you're probably not even realizing that you're having God submit to you his will for you. <laughs> and that's not going to work. So when we stop doing that and just say, okay, Lord, uh, I'm just going to slow down here and take me down this path that you would have me to go. If you have outside things that you think have to happen in order for this to come about, or you want God to uh, give you certain parts of your life that'll make you feel good about who you are like well i just want to be i got to have a better job because i want better clothes and a better car before i really go and do that because i just don't want to look bad because excuse me the people who are doing that all look really good and i don't well god doesn't need a prince to show up in the room no god doesn't need you to look good for him no jesus did not show up as the king of glory when he came. He came as a baby. And he rode in on the back of a donkey. And your position is to be a servant of all. To want your heart should be for the kingdom. Not for your glory today. Or even their glory on earth. This is not the place where you're supposed to find your ultimate peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. Go out and tell somebody about Jesus. And this, this, this is really true. When you start talking about God to other people, telling them about Jesus, because your concern is for their soul and, and for them to find this love that you have, all of a sudden you begin to change the way you view God. And now you can hear Holy Spirit talking to you because you're doing less of the talking about yourself and your demands and you're doing more talking about the beauty and the joy that he gives. And you are moved. And God brings all of this to you. And now you can finally get it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Cool. External focus. Slow down. No more words. Turn off the TV. Don't pay for God's opinion. Trust one or two people. 
but really trust the Lord. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this was good. Yeah. Um, so I think that we'll, we'll call it there. Yeah. Um, cause there's, there's so much more that we could talk about. Call us to talk about it. Um, and so, yeah, just, just be encouraged that God's will is a lot easier to find and understand than we make it out to be. We make it. We make it all about us trying to find God's will when really it's readily available to us. He He is readily available to us because mm-hmm. of the cross. There's no there's no amount of money we have to pay. There's no mm-hmm. uh, formula we have to obey to, to figure out God's will because then that puts the burden on us to figure God out when he wants mm-hmm. to just reveal himself to mm-hmm. us. And he wants to prove to us um, who he is and how he is the Lord of all and I just how much he truly cares for us and loves us and wants the best for us and wants to develop relationship with us in getting us there. That's right. Your life is God's will. Yeah. Live it with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Cool. So... Thanks again for joining us on Free Indeed Radio. Go out and change someone's mind about it. Thank you for listening to Free Indeed Radio. Send us your prayer requests, comments, and suggestions to freeindeedco at gmail.com. We would love to hear how the Lord has touched your life and rejoice with you. Don't forget to sign up to follow us by email on the website and get our app from the Google Play Store. Free Indeed is listener-supported, and we invite you to come check out how you can support us through our website at www.freeindeedco.com. Free Indeed Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church, and we receive your donations as offerings to support the mission of Free Indeed to advance the gospel of grace throughout the world. The Lord bless you as you go into your world and change someone else's mind about God.